and welcome to Crystal Myth Podcast with your host Freddie Krueger and Mark Dorn. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who am I going to be? <laughs> I don't know, Jesse. Right, okay, well, it's me, Leslie, and there's no, like, pissing about, is there? You know, it's me. I'm obviously not Freddie, unless Freddie's inside me, but I think he'd rather be inside of you, Mark, considering I what I just witnessed. inside of me. I think he would. My, one of my favourite bits, just to get straight into it, was wait, wait, that I wanted to discuss is the... What? Before you say that, kids, we're talking about Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Do not want Nightmare on Elm Street. We're going straight nah. to Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Yeah, that's more interesting. <laughs> Who cares about Johnny Depp getting eaten by his bed? We're talking Freddy. A film about, which is the bit that I found weird. Right, a film okay. about a demon with a boy inside of him, but the demon's also inside of the boy. Yes. Summarise the entire film. He I was very get... confused that it was like some sort of weird Russian doll film. Like... Freddy wants to get inside that boy's hole. Oh, sorry, soul. <laughs> I also oh. really liked the bit when his pal, the main character, and it's... um. We will actually discuss the movie properly in a minute. I'm just saying, yeah. over. Okay. but just because you're saying he, Freddy wants to get in his hole. Did you notice at the bit where his pal was telling him to go back and shag the girl that fancied him? He said, she wants to be inside you. Yes. You're here trying to sleep with me. I was like, yes. she wants to be inside you. Not to type <laughs> shame and say that people shouldn't be allowed to use strap-ons, but I just didn't think there was any implication that she did. That's so funny you said that because David, I watched it with David, my boyfriend, and um, he said that immediately when he actually had to pause the movie to explain this <laughs> to me because I kept going, what do you mean? He's like, well, no, that doesn't make any sense, Leslie. And I was like, well, what? I don't understand. And he said, no, because why would she want to get inside him? And I was like, yeah, what? what? <laughs> it took me a while to process that. Which again... In theory, where she wearing the strap on, but why would his why did his mate assume also whether or not they were mates was very confusing, but we'll come back to that as well. Right. Okay, why did his mate assume that he wanted that she wanted to be uh, yeah. him? Right, we'll get to that right, cool. Let's go to the beginning, right? So immediately the film starts with Freddie. I I'm love assuming, the start. Why? I don't know. I just Right, go on, just tell me. I just loved it. I just thought it was a very good, weird horror opening. It was so surreal. And I feel for a movie about, I say also <laughs> a movie about a dream demon. He wasn't really a dream demon as much in this film as no. a ghost but that was trying to possess him. But as an opener for a film that's supposed to be about a dream demon, I thought it was good. It was weird. It was surreal. It made me laugh a lot. What I was thinking, it starts off with Freddy. I'm assuming Freddy... I don't know whether this is part of the dream or if it's a flashback of Freddy in his technical class, making it like showing us how you make the razor glove or the knife glove or whatever. But he's great craftsmanship, I have to say. Oh, I've got to admire that about old Fred's. What? Did you not we see that? Bit? different copies of this. That wasn't how mine started. What? <laughs> mine started with the weird surrealist bus stream. Oh, uh, yeah, it goes into that afterwards. There's like, like a pre a pre credit scene where you see Freddie making his glove. Oh, you must have went straight like into a YouTube the, video of here's how yeah, I make the like gloves. 20th Century Fox logo. Oh. Then 
fade to black, then fade oh, into no, no. black bus going along the road and went straight into that. Oh, you you missed the you missed how he made the glove. It was quite informative. <laughs> I hope there's not a lot of other things missing from the one I watched. Well, I don't know. We'll find out, right? So right. yeah, then it goes into the bus. And then did you see who was driving the bus? Who the driver was? No. Did you notice? You didn't? No. It was Robert is it England or Eglund? I don't know how you pronounce his name. The guy who I like that I didn't even notice that. I was like, that oh, was him. See the, the the when I read trivia about this film, um the Freddie oh, sorry, Robert Englund. He's quite a, a charming guy. he was on uh, Stranger Things recently, which is quite yeah. cool. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> so, which is cool casting, considering you know the whole eighties thing and yeah. like Freddie. Anyway, so he was going to. He said, "I'll do the film." Obviously, Wes Craven wasn't anything to do with it, but New Line was like, "Okay, he's made a shitload of money. Let's make another one." Uh, but we are not going to pay you what you want. He's like, "I want a pay rise." if I'm going to play Freddy in. And they're like, ah, oh, fuck off. We'll get a stuntman in to play you instead. So they did that for two weeks and then they thought, this is shit. Let's get him back and give him what he wants, basically. So, and then that was when he had the extra add-in of also it has to be kind of constantly surreal and a little bit gay. Or, or I'm not well, coming back to that Apparently the, the directors or producers said that they had no idea of the gay context. Or the homoeroticism in this film. There's I a literal agree. gay bar in it. There, there, there's, there's loads of subtle hints. I don't want to say a literal gay bar, like it's just a normal everyday gay bar. There's a subdom gay bar. <laughs> Which is really confusing because, right, look, we're skipping ahead already, right? Okay. So he gets, so then it turns to the school bus to get in, and Freddie's dropping up. No, not Freddie, sorry. Robert the bus driver is just dropping Robert these kids off. <laughs> yeah, Rob the bus driver is dropping these kids off. And then there's like, oh, I, I just think it's hilarious, right? There's two girls and they're being really bitchy. And there's a kind of sweaty guy, teen at the back. He's the sweaty guy. What? So the, sweat, the sweaty guy's the main character. No, it isn't. No, it is. It's just that he's so sweaty, he doesn't look. Fuck off. That's not him, is it? It is him. The boy. He's, just... he's the boy. Uh-huh. I thought he was a different guy. But it's because he's so, which again was weird. I was like, why did <laughs> he made him beads of sweat so sweaty? Like he was so sweaty that he looked like he was covered in Vaseline. Yeah, and he's trying to open the window. And is that a symbolism of how, how he's very uncomfortable around women? So he's trying to get the window open so he can get out, but he can't. So they're just laughing at him. Yeah, they and were then... like, it could be that because they were like giggling yeah. hysterically. Like uh-huh. derangedly, but maybe it's like, oh, like giggling, flirting. He doesn't like it when women flirt with him. He's having a nightmare that there's women giggling, and yeah, he's trying to escape from the giggling women. So then, Freddy or Robert turns into Freddy Krueger. Well, he's driving really fast, and David, who I was watching with me, used to be a bus driver. So he was laughing at that, going, oh, happens all the fucking time. You know, you just get sick of the kids and you just want to drive them You just drive them into hell. No, but then he said something that made me laugh. He went, eh, that's what you get for laughing at him for wanting to open the window. You're not laughing now, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> it 
and he drives off into the desert and it's pretty cool like he's driving that that bus real good like he's driving it and he's I, I, I found it really entertaining I was like this is a great opening <laughs> scene or apparently not opening scene but yeah and then it, it turns out like the, yeah, the sand starts to like crumble away and they're like on stone plants and effectively hell excellent parking skills yep. uh and then he gets off the bus and then he's using his knife fingers to rip apart the like they're the girls are now running to the back of the bus to like get into the like they're near the, the sweaty lad and they're not laughing at him anymore they actually want his protection or something i don't know maybe not but you can't run towards the other side of the bus because then freddie's there but if you run to the back of the bus then that's gonna starts to like tip off the plinth, tip it off the plinth. what would you do in that situation. <laughs> I mean, I'm aware that he's again a dream demon ghost beast, mm. but I, I wouldn't obviously know that in this scenario. So I'd just try to fuck up Freddy. I'd be like, no, I'm not just going to tip the bus over backwards just because you're mental and you've got a claw in your hand. Yeah, but what I'm thinking is, why them? Because he let all the other kids off the bus. Was it because those two girls were bitches? And were they real as well that was i thought that would come up later in the movie that they'd be like that he'd start his new school and then they'd be like sadly Cloris and florura died yeah. yesterday. but nobody well, that... came to talk about Cloris and florura but just so, think they was that a premonition because right we'd always skip right to the end but it seems like it was a bit of a premonition and then he wakes up but you don't see him wake up you just it cuts to the kitchen with this family the, the dad with the newspaper, the mum and the obnoxious little girl, who I'm going to comment on quite a few times. Act for shit. Who? The, the boy? The little girl. Oh, the little girl, yeah. The worst child <laughs> actor I've ever seen in anything. <laughs> right, there's so many details in that scene, but then he wakes up, right, and he screams like an absolute bitch. Yes. Do you know what I mean? He screams like a woman. I thought that it which was going is to be a family of one of the two girls who have now decided they're called Cloris and Falura, and that they would, <laughs> that they were dead in their sleep. I thought that the, one of the parents was going to go up and find them, like, dead, mm-hmm. and that that scream was, like, their death cry. And even then, I was like, they're like... And... To be fair, I think one of them was an 18-year-old girl and one of them was about 25. So I was like, yeah, why are they screaming, bit... like, sexual girls? And then when he came down, I was like, what? Right, what do you, he's called Jesse as well, which yes. made me laugh because I'm like, yeah, he has a, he has a big Jesse <laughs> if you're Scottish. <laughs> what was the wee girl's line at that bit as well when he screams and she goes, oh. why can't Jesse just be normal? Like standard oh. reaction to somebody yeah, screaming themselves away. It's the way his parents reacted to it as well. Like, oh, he just does that. That's fine. He just, he, that's Especially just because him. they've just moved in there, they established, and that's when his night terror started. So it's like, well, you've only lived there for a couple of days. So clearly this has just been going on for a maximum of like three nights. And everybody's already like, I'm fucking done with this. Did you see what the wee girl was, uh, was, was eating? No, I did, she was eating. Right, she I don't, had, oh, no, I did, she was eating in. Like Fu Manchu. Fu Manchu's fingers. <laughs> yeah, and, and then she put the fingers on her hands and started waving them at Jesse. And I was like, that girl's a little bitch troll. <laughs> she's heard her brother literally screaming in terror, comes down, and she's doing that. As I if mean, she's 
I think she was supposed to be serving bitch troll, but sadly couldn't act. But I get where you're going. And then what I noticed on the wall, wall in the kitchen, which David pointed it out first, because I was like, okay, what are you talking And I had to run it back a bit. On the wall, there's like all these ornaments. And uh, there's like, they're like bronze things. I mean, the decor's shit, really bad. And it looks like a cock and balls on the wall. <laughs> I don't know whether you saw it. I didn't. There's loads of... Also, there's a clock. I don't, how do you not notice the clock looked like a giant dick as well? There was... Again, there was like a lot in it, like, prior to starting recording. In the house? To, to catch the viewers up, I did say to you, like, because I'd heard how gay it was, it wasn't as gay as I thought it was going to be. But, like, it was gay. It was very clearly gay. Like, I think it's weird <laughs> that the producers and directors and writers were all like, oh, from what you've said, we didn't... There's loads of no, shots of him in his underwear. He's very clearly deliberately gay. Like, even the best, <laughs> like you're saying, there's loads of shots of him in his underwear. When it shows you him wake up in his bed in that first morning, he literally gets out of the bed, as you say, in his tiny underwear, and then mm. starts readjusting his dick and balls. So I'm like, oh, somebody <laughs> directed that teenage boy, like, right, now that you're out of the bed, <laughs> pull your wide fronts really far open and start rearranging your genitalia. Yeah, like, sure. I feel like if you're telling somebody to touch their dick, <laughs> that's quite gay. Mm, yeah. Um, well, the actor who's called Mac, I think Mark Patton, I think his name is or something, who plays Jesse, is actually a gay guy. He is a homosexual. A homosexualist? Yeah. 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 And he said later that he was proud to be the horror's only sort of scream queer, if you know what I mean, scream, scream queen. As a boy, because he is, it's a it's total like role reversal. Because usually in these horror movies, it's the final girl, isn't it? It's the girl yes. that gets terrorized. In this case, it's a, a smooth haired boy or smooth haired. You can't get a smooth haired boy. What sm- like he smooth- has coffee hair. He's got like what is it co- like um what is it called highlights in his hair or is it? Feathered. Yeah, it's like I don't. Yeah, that's it's like feathered and bleached. Bleached hair. Which sounds like a form of torture. Yeah. <laughs> I liked his um, I liked his yellow shirt with the crosses. I liked it. quite a lot of the outfits in the film, to be fair. Which again, mm. gay. Like, if there's a lot of good outfits oh, in the film, it's gay. It's, it's right. We'll get to his mate Grady in a bit. But right, okay. So. Not my favorite character, by the way. When we get to my favorite character, I will flag up who they are because. Right. Characters is better than any other character. Okay, well, his, mur- his room's a mess. There's boxes everywhere. I noticed that there was quite a lot of Coke cans strategically placed about with the logo facing the camera. So it was like a <laughs> place for Coca Cola. So Coca Cola endorses, I don't know, murdering gay boys. <laughs> or something. I don't think Freddy Krueger endorses Coca Cola. So he goes downstairs and he's having breakfast and that. And then does someone knock on his door or he, get, or he goes to school? No, does he hear the car pull up outside and right. then he's like, I have to now, go. The little girl tries to force feed him. Not really force feed him. I feel like oh, she has yeah, one his actually. reaction to the her trying to pour Fu Manchu fingers in his bowl. It's hilarious as well. Was that what she was doing? I thought he just really didn't like Fu Manchus. No, it was like she was trying to pour it in his bowl and he was like, his reaction was as if she tried to like stab him in the kidney. He's like, Girl, no! <laughs> well, the mum's just slicing like as if she's got 8,000 children, oh. like so much tomato. 
didn't it go from when yeah because it was a good cut there so when we go back a bit to the the bus so when freddie's about to slash those kids with his knife hands he's a knife hand you're right that is why she's slicing tomatoes it it cuts to her slicing a delicious looking beef tomato which i thought was quite funny there are quite a lot of like i feel like all the cuts were really good there's one which we'll come to later i'll talk about it okay um, yeah, and then so he hears the car outside and he runs out to, now, even though he clearly needs a shower because he's absolutely covered in sweat. Ringing in sweat. What do you think of the actress that's playing Lisa, I think her name is? What I'm were your first thoughts when you not, seen her? Love interest, because clearly not a love interest. I would say she was more of a psycho than, than him. To be yeah, fair. I liked that she, again though, I feel like it was a little bit so when you first Again, seen her, what was your impression? A little bit Lynchian. Like, I feel like she was like a character in a David Lynch film. The way she spoke, the way she like delivered her lines, the, the things she said that were all like, okay. can you but, sense what's going on here? Like, as if she not... she's in a slightly different script from everyone else. But she looks like someone. She so, does. No, I'll tell you who. The, the first thing that David said when he saw her was, is that Meryl Streep? And I went, off her fuck's she looks like Meryl Streep, but when we called her, we called her, in, I paused it and googled it, because I was like, oh, I've obviously seen her in loads of stuff, and I was like, no, she's not named <laughs> It's Daryl Cheap, we called her <laughs> Meryl Cheap. <laughs> it's crazy how much she looks like Meryl Streep. She it's does not... look ah. so like her. Yeah, and I think that was her first film, so I wonder if they cast her just because she looks like Meryl Streep and not even a young Meryl Streep like a, a Meryl Streep from like Death Becomes Her <laughs> like she's yeah again it. much like the girls on the bus at the start I like that they yeah. play very fast and loose with what mm. age high school students are yeah so then like, she I mean is that that's literally the first time she's met him or is it like the, the second day or I'm well, again he's only been there for a couple of days yeah this so is what weird. I don't understand Why this is when we then get to my favorite character so she, okay. they get in the car they drive nothing really happens in the car does it they go to school no they just go to school and it cuts and then there's my favorite character who's the girl that only acts and acts well but only when she's got lines her best friend is basically (laughs) but when she's not acting literally just like her whole body droops as if she's dead (laughs) (laughs) she was my favorite but yeah the fact that like she's standing there hanging like a corpse and i was like this is weird and then when she's finished speaking her friend then i can't remember exactly what she says but she's basically like pure have mm-hmm. you chowed down on that fucking dick yet or okay, something, something like, like that that's what she like, goes on about yeah yeah she's well, because this is a really good like this is a kind of weird gay part is when they're run. he's running about they're playing baseball or some shit and grady the boy who i think he secretly loves oh yeah it pulls down his pants scants him yeah. and you see full-on buns and then proceeds to wrestle him while his arse is still out. Like he doesn't pull his trousers. And he goes on he for ages. <laughs> and I, I see fighting right. him. They don't fight. They just roll round and round and round in yeah. the mud with his arse out. And his arse is, and I kept thinking, his arse is going to get really dirty. And the coach, I, I, I liked his Adidas shirt. But again, I was like, I've seen that guy before. The guy who plays Schneider, the coach. Um, I'm like, where have I seen him? So I had to look him up. And he was the baddie in Twins. And he was also, you've seen Total Recall, the Arnold Schwarzenegger one. He was the guy that had the mutilated fucking weird thing in him. Quake, Quackle or something. Yeah, that's where I know him He's been in loads of films. 
He's one of those guys that has that face. He's also been in an X Files. Every every cunt's been in an X Files episode at some point, though. The thing that confuses me most with the <laughs> Grady scene, no, not yeah, what, the Grady, wrestling. Uh, the, yeah, so see, once he stops them wrestling and says that they have to do push-ups, and then they're basically like, "Oh, how long do we have to do it for?" Yeah. Or the Jesse says to Grady, "How long do we have to do it for?" And he's like, "Basically, sometimes forever." So the thing that really threw me with that is not how weird it all was. I was just like, but they're in PE. They'll have other classes. Like, yeah, that's you can't that's just be fair. like, I'm not sending these two students to English because one of them scanted the other one. So I'm making them do 87 hours of push-ups. I said that to David. I was like, how can he, like, would, would he not complain to their parents about how he's sort of abusing them? And then David went, oh, what? that they're being made to do physical activities in PE class. I was like, yeah, okay, fair enough. But, David, yeah, David when you think about it that way, from a teacher's point of view, you would be like, eh, where's Grady and Jesse? Oh, they're out there doing like and push-ups. For yeah, I'd be like, well, seconds. for fuck's sake, for the 87th time, <laughs> Grady is failing English because you keep making him do push <laughs> and that new boy only joined the other day like I don't even know what level he's at yet because you're not sending him to class but I thought it was just their first push up and they were really just struggling to do one but he said something to him Jesse um, something about was it something about the girls or something about one of the girls and, and then Jesse took offence to it as if like ooh you talking about girls for yeah he said about the girls <laughs> again the, which again I was like this is funny because they're clearly not going out but I get her pals like why don't you hide his sausage right now, bitch? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he says, oh, have you... Is it just have you fucked that posh girl yet? Something like Rich, that, It's yeah. like have you... Oh, is it yeah, basically yeah. like have you poked or fingered or something that... Yeah. And oh, Jesse's like, yeah, that's just yeah, Jesse looks disgusted. He's like, we're not like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm here with you doing sweaty push-ups. This is where I want to be. Like... And then even the scene when they're in the school and they're walking along, like the best, like he's talking to like his friend, and then she, that that I don't know her name, the girl who just says the lines comes up, puts her arm, <laughs> floats up them. like a corpse, and then talking, about, talking about her party, and she's like, oh, um, oh, there's going to be really like cute guys there at the party, and then Meryl Cheap says. Oh yeah, there's gonna be loads of cute guys, and Jesse's just like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> or ooh, cute guys, is there? <laughs> I'm also again. to jump back before we get to that bit to him and Grady. I was very confused by that because again, he's only supposed to have been in the school a couple of days, mm-hmm. and I'm like, it seems like him and Grady don't know each other. Then and they're the worst friends. enemies, and then they're best friends, yeah. all in the space of about an hour and a half, <laughs> and, and their time passing. I'm like, there was also a scene in back in his house where they find the diary oh, of yeah. Nancy. Right before, hold on, this is really weird, right? Because his dad tells him to go back upstairs and clean his room. Oh my god, his room. <laughs> Do you know what I like? I'm just going to stop you for two seconds as well, like. How much of the film, I'd say at this point, we're almost about 50% of the way through the film. We've had one nightmare sequence and then nothing else to do with Freddy Krueger. Right. It's all just this weird high school stuff. It, it's just so weird. Like he's in his, you know, he puts on some music and David went immediately, I'd switch that back off right now. <laughs> the gayest music ever. It's so gay. And then he goes and he just shoves some stuff in a drawer and then does this really weird butt dance to put his, to close the drawer, 
then he's dancing about and then he gets this really phallic looking toy thing and as soon as it pops he starts wanking it off and then it just as it pops his mum walks in and laughs (laughs) and is like and has the ghetto with him from school and is like i guess i better leave you to do it (laughs) what what on multiple levels my favorite bit of that entire scene again just on a practical level was that his dad told him to go unpack and he's basically being like fuck you dad but he is unpacking i was like this isn't a fuck you he asked you to unpack you're literally putting stuff in drawers like you emptied a box of sweaters into a drawer that's now your sweater drawer he goes take that when he empties a box full of just shit in a drawer it's just all like bits of plastic or whatever i noticed he's got like he had a bowling ball on his shelf and he also had one of those hamburger phones as well so um so she comes in the the, the metal sheep and she says hey i thought i would just help you unpack you know like all seductive like and then the next cut is just her literally helping him on Think, like wow that's a real sexy scene that is <laughs> again i really like that they're both unpacking and they're having like a perfectly pleasant conversation and yeah. then she says which is also funny because we've seen her empty all of his sweaters into that drawer she yeah. goes where do your sweaters go in the closet and he goes really like <laughs> angrily i don't care like right. <laughs> fuck's sake and so then she finds the diary and they start reading it uh, well he reads it and he's, it's like he's making fun of it at first but then he's starting to realise that yeah that's Freddy who he's seen about because he's seen him he's seen him in the boiler no in the, the, the basement he walks yes. down into that basement right? there's a bit where he walks out of the room and again maybe this is just me looking for the, the gay subtext too much but there was, I noticed that he was caressing the banister and then there was a couple of massive white knobs that he put his hands on. <laughs> it just looked like a couple of big balls. And then he's going down the stairs and he goes into the basement and he's not got any shoes or socks on. I'm like, oh, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have done that. That's no. not a good idea. But is that dreaming? Is that him dreaming or is that Real There's lots of bits where I'm like, it's not, again, it's very surreal. It's not in touch, and not in the way the first film or the later films are surreal. It's just like, it's really not entirely clear if he's dreaming or not. Also, like, when, does, when yeah. they're reading the diary, and as you say, it like turns out that he's reading stuff about Freddie, and he's like, that's what I've been dreaming about. But they're mm. reading about the boy she fancies, and then they skip forward and he starts reading it, but they're both acting as though they're shocked when it's about Freddie, even though it's like, he's, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's like, every time he gets near me, my skin burns up. He's dirty, covered in. <laughs> I can't remember exactly what it is, but it is like not sexy. It's like pure. He's dirty, no. covered in putrid flesh. But for some reason, Jesse's like pure. He's dirty, covered in Can putrid flesh, and she's like, oh, <laughs> what a slack. Right. So the first time he encounters Freddy, like face to face, is when he's downstairs, and then. He tries to close the door of where Freddy's furnace is and then he can't do it. And then the next thing you see Freddy looking all fucked up. He's got kind of demonic eyes as well. He's quite scary looking in this film. He's not really the the, the kind of fun Freddy in the later films where he's making puns and stuff. You know, joke Freddy. Still kind of a bit of a, a an actual dick demon. You know, dick demon. God, that was a Freudian slip. He's definitely and he goes, he goes, he says to him, 
you got the body and I have the brain. Yeah. <laughs> and then he rips part of his head off so you can see his brain. Like, we get it, Freddy. I know what a pun is. Or is that a pun? It's not really. I know what you mean. You don't need to do literally. But he's trying to scare him. But it is kind of funny that, you know, he wants a nice adolescent boy. I mean, you can see it as a metaphor for his repressed homosexuality that he's scared of and the demon, the Freddy demon represents his fear of his own confusion. What do you think about that? <laughs> I don't know. Right, well, I do think the way they represent I think that he the, the gay character gay in the movie. And also cool. Freddy's trying to possess him. I feel like they're two separate issues. Also, Freddy's gay. Freddy seems quite gay in it as well. Freddy's so. very gay because he only yeah. seems to want to kill men. Funny. Really? So he wants to use him. So instead of Freddy invading your dreams, he's wanting to get into this boy's soul or hole or whatever. <laughs> Literally his hole because, I mean, how is it? <laughs> he does end up inside him because at one point you see an eye, which is a lady's eye. Yeah, I like, I like that it wasn't Freddy's eye, and it was so clearly not Freddy's eye. That you, it was a lady's like, eye. Eye somebody like else in as well. Why is he so full of people? <laughs> Freddy's in him, some random woman. Bisexual, he's got a lady in there and a man. He, he just doesn't know. Feral what cheek was. wants to climb inside him. She does. <laughs> Did you notice as well in the kitchen? There's like a, a telephone with a, a blackboard, and it said different messages on it like what was it Daphne called or was it call Rhoda and then and then a, a, a day later it's like Zach called I'm like who are these people <laughs> they're not characters in the film I don't know and also I want to mention about the dad in it so his mum's because he's always screaming like a lassie like all the time and she's like oh I think I think he needs psychiatric help and the dad's like, no, nah, he doesn't. Because remember, we were talking about older men, you know, like you're Yeah, yeah, he has a very good, like, stereotypical older man. He's like, he doesn't need therapy. <laughs> like, like, I don't know if that comes, if that's maybe after the next scene or if it is the next right. scene. No, no, it is. It's after the next scene. Sorry, I'll look back to that. Right, so what happened? Right, he meets, he sees Freddy, he says, you've got the body, I've got the brains. It, and then the gay bar scene. Yeah, so then it's like school again the next day. Oh, right, okay. And him and Grady get into trouble again. And Grady's... Oh, yeah, they're doing their push-up things. No, because they're in the locker room. Again, it's a locker room scene with him. Oh, that's it. So you're right, they're in the locker room getting undressed. And he's taking the piss out of Schneider. They're taking the piss out of Schneider for going to... The the S&M bar. But he doesn't see where the S&M bar is, right? He just says he likes going to S&M. Yeah. So he says he likes going to S&M bars. Then he comes in and catches them. So he makes them go back outside and do push-ups again. And then... You said it was an S&M queer bar as well? Yeah. Because hmm. he was right. basically like, oh, he likes making us do this because he likes to watch so us because... So it seems so then... like the Grady's being abused by that Schneider guy or he's... he's well, that's... Like, yeah, that so then the whole basis? next scene just confused the shit out of me because I was like, what's going on? So... Grady... <laughs> No, not Grady. Um, Schneider? Nope. Jesse? Jesse. So Jesse goes home, he goes to sleep, and then he's in some sort of weird sleep state, and he walks, I believe, naked. 
he wasn't naked at the time. He was he he had an open shirt. Oh, so he did. He, so he, he always wears an open shirt quite a lot. Open shirt to no shoes. I'm guessing the S and M bar that yeah the queer S and M bar that he apparently just knows what it is. So he goes into a queer S and M bar, which in <laughs> itself is weird. And then he goes up to the bar to get a drink, and then Schneider's there, and he's staring at him, and he comes over, and then it cuts to they're like at the school gym, yeah. and Schneider's making him run. Yeah, but what makes me laugh about that whole S and M bar scene, right? If the people in it are hilarious. There's like a mixture. You think is it a lever daddy bar? No. Okay, there's some drag queens in there. There's some actual women. Yeah. Uh, there's there's some hillbillies like looking fuckers. Then there's you get a woman that a lot of like short gay guys in hats are like poking yeah. at. And she's being like, stop poking me and sharing them away like flies. No one bats an eyelid that this teenage boy, he's clearly underage, comes into the bar, goes straight to the bar. Then this really kind of big guy with like cuffs on, like lever daddy cuffs, and he goes, "What do you want?" And he goes. I'll have a beer. <laughs> he doesn't even say like idea or nothing. And he just gives him a tiny little pissy tumbler and a Budweiser. <laughs> and yeah, and then Schneider appears behind him. So I, I was very, so like, is Freddy in possession of his body at that point in time? No, Why? What, ha- what What was the conversation <laughs> between Freddy and Schneider that ends up in them back at the school and he's just running laps and then Schneider because, tells him to hit the showers, which he does. Because Schneider's blackmailing that guy. He's saying, look, you're an underage boy in a bar, so you better go back to the school. <laughs> Why he fucking agreed to? I don't know. Yeah. Because maybe he was blackmailing him and saying, look, if you don't do what I want you to do, then I'm going to tell all your mates that you were in an S&M bar and that you were underage drinking. So... But then he could turn around and say, well, I could basically... But then he's an adult, he can do what he wants, so you can't really do that, can you? But then, you're right, except that it doesn't really work because it would make more sense to be like... Like his mate, <laughs> he could, his only mate is Grady, so he could be like, you told Grady. me went to his name bar, I went to look, he did <laughs> also. It was cool, I got served there. Right, <laughs> what is it? He is. Is that just, why he goes there? Because he gets served? No problem. I assume. <laughs> The entire thing just made no sense whatsoever. I was like, this is all... No, like, is this thinking, actually yeah. happening? I suppose if I went to that SM bar underage, which, funnily enough, like, see, when I was underage, you know, under 18, and we went to Glasgow and we'd try and get in bars, the only bar that would let us in was a gay bar. So is it saying something about, <laughs> like, that queer bars let underage kids in? They, they're open, open-minded, you know. <laughs> I mean, okay, I was 17. I wasn't long, much more, like, it wasn't going to be that long before I was 18. That's what my argument was. I'd be like, well, I'll be the same person in a month. You may as well just let me in. And they went, aye, okay. So we just go to Sadie Frost's. Um, but maybe that that's the same kind of place. Like, they don't give a shit. Just come on in. But is that, I don't know. Am I just thinking too much into that? I mean, the bar just made no sense. So. Yeah. Again, I was, I thought this was all his dream. It was none of it made any sense. We also get our first actual death of the film. Nobody yes. dies up until this point, have they? Yeah, unless you count the kids and the bus at the start. The bus that, that we don't know whether the two of them died or not. Yeah. So right, so this is a this is the scene that I remember most. It's stuck in my mind because I had seen this film before, but I'd forgotten most of it. 
apart from this scene. So, right, so what he was doing, he, was, he told him he ran around, and he's still in his S&M gear as well, like Schneider. And then he's in the shower, and then Snyder's in a room full of balls, which is, if <laughs> that's not gay subtext, I don't know. And it, all of a sudden, no, it starts off with a racket pinging at strings, and then all these balls just hit him. And I'm like, why the fuck are you not getting out of the room? Like, yeah. what would you do in that situation if you were this? I'm I not mean, saying I'd be confused that Snyder, I'd be in that situation, but I would, yeah, yeah, wouldn't be in the first place, but. <laughs> Have you got to leave him in the shower? It's not like he's watching him in the shower or anything, is it? So No, which again, not confuse me because I'm not saying it's okay that he's taking a shower back to his place of work to abuse him. But I was like, what is going on here though? He's literally taken him back, told him to run around in a circle, and then he's like, it was like it was a lesson. Like that was what I was like, he's just yeah. moving the repeat. Like he's not getting any kind of sexual thrill out of it. He's literally like, come back to the school. All right, you do a PE lesson. Okay, go for a shower. You're all sweaty. I'm going to my office. Like what? Why? What's going on? I don't know. It's almost. I think that's slightly homophobic because I think that they're trying to make out the the only gay man in the film who is out. I'm presu- I'm assuming because he's quite open about going to gay bars. I don't know. Maybe he isn't, because that's why he's like blackmailing him. Um, they make him out to be some sort of perv pedo. Do you know what I mean? It's not. Yeah. It's not a good look in terms of representing homosexuals. <laughs> so he's there. He's getting all these balls hit at him. He's on the floor. I'm like, get up. And then, oh no, no! Remember, he gets the skipping ropes out, Dave. David saw that he was like why is he getting skipping ropes out while he was in the shower so that implies that he was going to use those skipping ropes to maybe tie him up maybe again I don't know why would he bring why would he bring them out and why would he tell him to go for a shower if he was then going to make him skip I don't think make him skip or have some sort of bondage session he likes him clean (laughs) maybe he likes to get him all sweaty. He strikes me as a man that doesn't like get them all dirty clean, again. But... I don't know. So then the skipping ropes move. Like, so Freddie's got the power to move things about. So why does he need Jesse? Yeah. If if he can make things become in that are yeah, inanimate. He's more powerful than he was in the first film because he can still invade people's dreams, but he can also get move into the mind in the real world. So yeah. So then the skipping ropes turn into. Like tied bondage ropes and he's in the shower and all the showers come on and then he's watching his coach I like to get, get with my dragged. weird way to Stephen films that you know all the showers start coming on so because he Jesse's using like the second shower head oh, and when they cut back to Jesse it's obviously yeah. like the first shower head has already oh. come on and then the third one comes on and my immediate thought before they all start coming on is I was like why has he got two shower heads on? <laughs> he's not very big <laughs> He's just watching his coach get dragged by the arms. Um, he's not naked at this point, I don't think. He's still got his clothes on. But when does his clothes come off? So There's they, like a it, slashing sound as though Freddy, again, uh, is more powerful than previously, is like slashing him through the air and is, he slashes like an X down the back of his top and then an X down the back of his like. But at one curtain. point, but at the point between him being dragged and, and tied up, uh, ass out by the the, <laughs> the um, skipping ropes. 
Jesse turns into Freddy. Yes. But is that just metaphorical, or are we just seeing what's oh, no, inside Jess, of the boy? Jesse's then, so by the time the coach is dead, Jesse's then wearing Freddy's glove, and he's covered in blood in the middle no, of the No, he wears show. the glove beforehand and slashes him up. All right, afterwards, yeah. We see actual Freddy, and he gets towels, right? This is a bit that I remember most yeah. of the burnt in my brain. I like that. I'm like, yeah, that was the bit. He's that naked, right? He's naked, the, the Schneider. And he's hanging from these skipping ropes. And then <laughs> he gets to get these towels. Freddie gets the towels. And, you know, those things, you know, boys do in locker rooms. I don't know if they actually do this. You know, the towel whip his ass until it's red raw. <laughs> but he's in the s and so I thought, well, he'd probably quite enjoy that. <laughs> Maybe the bit where he gets killed at the end he'd be less into. But, yeah, all yeah. that. But I thought to myself, like, see, I've watched all the recently I've watch pretty much all the Friday the 13th films and a lot of the Friday the 13th films there's a lot of like pretty much softcore porn where they focus on the women's nudity so it's always like the tits get out like you get breast shots or ass or their na- their skinny dipping and that you don't see a lot of male nudity there's quite a lot of male nudity in this film yeah and that scene it's again a complete role reversal where it focuses so much on and there was one Friday the 13th where it did get a wee bit I think it was Jason Lives or Jason Goes to Hell it's one of them and there's a a black guy in it and he becomes possessed again it's a bit like this film where Jason instead of coming back he possesses people to come back Um, oh this is Jason Goes to Hell so he possesses people so he possesses a coroner and then at one point, the coroner gets this sheriff and he takes him back to his house and he's all tied up and he's completely naked. And this guy that Jason's possessing looks like he's going to cut him up. But it's like really weird because hmm. you don't normally see a lot of male nudity in these films. Um, but that scene, that really stuck in my mind. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he basically just scratches his back a lot. Until he's dead. He scratches his back to death. Yeah. And then he's covered in blood. And I'm thinking, how is Jesse getting away with this? Because he's covered in blood. Right, so then how does it get to the... Oh, wait, that's why he was naked. Yes, then the police bring him home naked and are like, we found him. But very casually, they're like, as if like, we found him by the side of the highway and the mum and dad are like, oh, (laughs) as if like, what's he like? And then one of the policemen's like, completely naked, maybe keep a tighter leash on this one. And they're all like, (laughs) Instead of like, hold on, you went to bed like three hours ago. How did you get naked by the side of the highway? <laughs> the dad's like, what drugs are you on? And he's like, I'm not on any drugs. But he was on drugs because you see him take drugs called something like Starwake or something yeah. like that. Which I thought was funny. But anyway, let's address the scene where the house is really, really hot. Yeah, this is the best scene. And- no, was that your favourite scene? <laughs> Makes no sense. Oh, before we so get to that, really... what? Oh no, what was it good? I was going to say something else about the police uh-huh. bringing home that I thought was mental. Oh, okay. oh he's never charged or even That's what I mean. was a suspect in the murder of. His footprints would be everywhere, like, because his mate Grady said there was there was bloody footprints everywhere, and I'm like, yeah, that match Grady's yeah, footprints. Yeah, his bloody footprints, <laughs> and then he was found walking away from the scene of the crime, nude. <laughs> You'd think he would have blood on him. 
Yeah, well, well, that wouldn't make any sense to me either. No. And then he goes to... So, the, I don't know if this was before or after the gay bar scene with the birds. So he's got pet parakeets. So it's it? the next day, right. like you say, he's talking to... So then it cuts to see when talking to Grady. Because I thought this was a really good uh, fade cut as well. Because he's talking okay. to Grady and they seem really flirtatious. Is this when they were cuts, in the diner? Yeah. Mom, he's talking, he's eating burgers and you can't even fucking understand what Grady's saying because he's just talking away while chewing on meat. No, that's after the next scene. Oh, right, okay. So him and Grady are talking, they seem really like as if they're a couple. It's just yeah. him and Grady. And then it cuts to the two lovebirds because again, I thought that was oh, a good cut and clearly being like, that. the Because I was like, it's basically oh. as the two of their heads together and then it cuts to the two lovebirds' heads together oh, and I was I like, that on the nose. That's good. I did not notice that. Nice catch. Thank you. Right, so it's roasting. His dad refuses to fix the aircon. And then they're like, she, the little girl's like, shh. No, before that, the mum says to the dad, check the thermostat. And can you remember what temperature oh, yeah, the dad yeah. says it's at? Because it's oh, something it's ridiculous. It was like 97 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, it's 97 degrees in here. And I'm very like, as if you'd go like, it's like 28 in here. That's weird. It's way above room temperature. <laughs> so they're sweating like nuns in a whorehouse. And then she's like, Shh, the birds are sleeping. And then all of a sudden, the birdcage starts shaking violently. I'm like, can birds do that? What's happening? It's <laughs> <laughs> such a good scene. They take the they take the cover off and one of the birds is straight out murdered the other one. And then he lets out the cage. Does he let out the cage? I don't know what happens there. Flies out, basically just attacks the dad and then starts flapping about looking like it takes a dive bomb to the wee girl or I don't know. And then suddenly just spontaneously combusts. <laughs> You're like, well, it's really hot in there, so maybe the birds went. Maybe the birds can explode. <laughs> no, but his explanation for it the next day, when he's in the kitchen and he's trying to look at the gas stove, or he's taking the cooking out, the dad, and he's like, oh, it must be those bird seeds you fed to his wife. <laughs> and Jesse's like, it's not the gas. I don't. Then, like, the birds just don't go exploding. You're the one that did it. You did it. You put cherry bombs. But the next morning, so they talk about the birds, they actively engage with the fact that's happened. Then he puts like a toaster strudel <laughs> in the toaster, it then explodes in flames. And then the dad says, This is the weirdest thing I've seen in my life. Like, you were just having a conversation about how one that of your love birds killed the other one and then tried to kill your daughter and exploded in flames. Maybe but the weirdest thing you've seen in your life is a toaster that's not plugged in being on fire. And then he's like, "You're, the, do you know about the crazy girl that you know died? And she was in a mental institution, and her mom committed suicide in her living room." And he went, "Well, we got a great deal." <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. It's quite a nice house. I like the red door. I've got a red door in my back uh, garden. We we chose a red door. Does that mean that? I've got the same taste as Freddie does. No, Freddie didn't live in that house, no, so I Freddy don't didn't think. Live there. It was... But is that where they killed him? Because they, they do have the furnace in the basement. No, again, that's why. Late, that. They established later that Freddie was killing in the factory and then the murders that he did in the dreams 
started at the house across the street. No, I mean, when he was alive, remember, the, 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 the lore was that the parents all ganged up on him for killing their kids and they burned well, I think him that in that a was furnace. At the house across the street. Oh, well, okay. Which know. is then weird because it's like, well, why, why did they decide to not set it in that one? <laughs> I don't know. Doesn't he confess? They make an active to... point of saying, oh, the girl went mad because, like, basically because Freddie mm-hmm. had killed her boyfriend who lived in the house across the street, which was where Freddie was murdered. But I don't remember her watching her boyfriend get no, I don't remember that either. Bed, so I don't think that actually happened no. unless that was a legend. Because Grady said that, did he not? Yeah. yeah, Grady told him about it. Grady tells him a lot of stuff. They're quite intimate. They are, um, like lovebirds. But, like hot, fiery lovebirds. Yeah. And then yeah. the next scene is when he's at school and it's the one you're talking about where Grady's putting like an entire bucket yeah. in his mouth at one time. And they're and sitting really close together. And the girl with some there. Again, having no reaction to anything except when she speaks. Yeah. And he's just mumbling away at stuff. It's all right. all bit, it's like, like, are you coming to the party? Yeah, they're, they're talking about the party. But he's like, no, no, my gran or something. I, that's all I got. Yeah, he's saying something about his gran, then putting a whole burger in his mouth. The dick-hungry one's talking about how hungry she is for dick. <laughs> and then the girl that fancies him, the girl that fancies Jesse, what her okay. barrel... Cheap. Me, um, metal cheap, yeah. Metal cheap. So she, even though <laughs> it's her party and that's what they're talking about, she's then going on about how she thinks he's psychic again. He then oh, gets yeah. fucked off at her, and then the dick hungry one's getting fucked off because nobody's talking about dick. Oh yeah. And he, then Grady's he, continuing to be annoying with a burger in his mouth, and then um, Jesse basically tells Grady to shut the fuck up. And then, yes. And then it's like they've been again, not like they've known each other for a week. It's like they've been a couple for two years. Grady's yeah, basically like spits out his hamburger and is like, "Well, I might as well not fucking talk. I might as well not engage with you and your friend. Not <laughs> your fucking spunk." It storms out of the canteen. It's like an old married couple arguing. Yeah. He's because these bitches come and sit and ruin her lunch together. <laughs> right, well, until the two of them came over, you always loved it when I tried to ram an entire burger in the mouth and scream grandmother. In his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> right, so then does it cut to the pool party? But then there must be a scene. I don't understand. There's a scene, I think, in between. So is the pool party maybe the next day? No, wait, she's not in his bedroom and she's saying something about how you need to fight him or or something. Uh, Or no, because she takes him to Freddy's factory. That's before. Yeah, so then they go to Freddy's. That's why he's fucked off because he doesn't want to go, but then he decides to go with her. They go to Freddy's factory. She very casually is like, this is it. This is where he led 22 children and killed them. Yes. (laughs) All right. Again, weird delivery. And they open this locker, which I'm I'm assuming is symbolic for him being in the closet. There's a lot of opening of cupboards. And there's a rat in there. Especially because there's just one lock. There's one locker balanced mm -hmm. ajar in the middle of this entire factory. Yeah. But there was something other than a rat, was there not? Yeah, but I can't think what the other thing was that was in it. I've literally just really recently watched this movie and I can't remember. But she grabs on him and it's like, "Ah!" I'm like, why are you scared of rats? Rats are fine. Anyway. So then it goes back to his. He goes to sleep. He then has another thing where I was like, is he dreaming of this actually happening? Where he gets up really sweaty 
and then he oh, keeps hearing noise sweet. coming from his little sister's room and he yes! opens the door and she's doing the one two freddy's coming one, for you two, stepping really in slow motion yes and then does he just shut the door because at one point he does go and come into your room and it's really weird because she's sleeping he's like put his arm above her head I mean, she has a little bitch, to be fair. Um, <laughs> They're trying to make me see you. Sweating over his little sister. Creepy. See, again, he's in his tighty whities They're not really that tight. He's not really packing. No, he's much. in his baggy whities Because <laughs> in Friday the 13th films, it always focuses on the girls' asses when they bend over. This one focuses on his cock and balls. <laughs> all, all of the shots in the house are framed on his dick. <laughs> And there's a clock in the house that looks like a giant dick as well. Dick Hungry Rizzo would strong approve of his house. <laughs> She'd be all about it. <laughs> right, so what happens that he, he, he doesn't kill his sister for some reason. I don't know, Freddy's just not all about that. He's wanting more fresh boy meat, I guess. But then he's like, Freddy's trying to make me kill my sister, which is confusing because oh. I'm like, no, Freddy's maybe possessed your sister. Or again, was that yeah. just a dream? I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, because he doesn't. And then it's the next day and he's going to the party. Yeah, he's going to the party. But his mum's concerned about him. It's like, that boy needs help, you know, we've not been here long. And then the dad's just all like, ah, fuck him. He's fine. <laughs> he needs to man up. <laughs> That's all very nice. But his dad sometimes seems concerned about him. Like when he was screaming and they both came in and he had his hand on his leg. And then at the end of that scene, he just sort of, I thought was weird. His mum and dad are in the room and then he just sort of puts his head and his neck back in a really weird way. Do you remember that? No. No. And then it no. cuts to another scene. But anyway, right, because the, the pool party and I was like, David, this is a really strange music for a yep. pool party. The whole thing again was <laughs> kind of all very, again, like Lynchian. I was like, just everything that's going on at this pool yeah. party is just a little bit off like a little bit uncanny valley like this is not how people behave in the real world there's the the guy at the barbecue who's like her like Meryl Cheap's dad who's like the grill master or something it says ice grill and sausages and burgers or whatever and they're playing like what sounds like really weird old-timey music yeah you know music it's not cool then what I found really weird is finally when the parents go up to their bed they both go to bed and I like to do this sometimes I like to go to bed with a nice scotch on the rocks because <laughs> <laughs> that's what adults do clearly <laughs> I, I can't go to bed without having several scotch on the rocks the two of them though and no before then the minute that, they get in bed as well it's like it implies that they were going up there to bang and they went to her 12.30 which is quite early for a party to finish but okay and they're like right we're going to bed now ta- darling um, and I'm like alright because they're going to bang but no they just go into bed with a scotch on their rocks but then all the kids suddenly like start ripping their clothes off and one of them no, like as soon as they turn out the yeah, lights the minute the light goes off like <laughs> ripping their clothes <laughs> off that dick hungry one just grabs two dicks and sticks them in her mouth <laughs> at either side somebody kicks the like record player and it starts playing yeah. A B-52 sounding song that wasn't yeah, the B-52s. Like shit 80s music, basically. It all kicks off and the arts start going wild. And it's like, I think the parents can still hear you. You've done that literally seconds after they switched out the light. 
<laughs> and it's like a big orgy going on. And um, he and then, gets up, Jesse, yep. and goes to what I assume is a changing room. But as unless because I couldn't be bothered wine at this point. So right. as far as I could see, so he was dressed. He goes mm. to what appears to be a changing room, no, and then she wants him to speak to. Oh, he wasn't. Okay, I he thought was... he was wearing his shirt and <laughs> jeans, and then I she goes in and he's putting well. his shirt and jeans on, and I was like, what? He was wearing. I think just a pair of shorts or something or you know like an open shirt or something like he was wearing his pool party clothes then he goes in and then he puts on his like really daft 80s shirt that looks like something from Wackaday you know with all the the what was it geometric shapes you would get in the 80s um yeah his outfit was a bit shit right yeah so he was getting changed to his plan was to ditch the party and go to Grady's but his simp Meryl Streep goes in after him and says, yeah, so I really need to help him. as well because it's been, I feel like they've not been each other's love interests at all in the film. No. And then she basically goes in. She's and just down like, to bang. She wants to get in sync. Yeah. In fact, oh no, sorry, that's the next bit again. I keep jumping ahead. So yeah, yeah she goes in and is basically like, what's wrong? Yeah, and he says, wrong. oh, I can't, I really like, want I don't want to, want to be here. To yeah, I really don't want to be here with everything that's going on. Mm. And she's like, oh, I understand. But like, she wants him to be there. And then he's like, yeah, but there's a dream demon trying to take over my body and make me kill people. I've already murdered someone. And she's like, all right, what is speed for me, though? Yeah, exactly. Basically. <laughs> if someone said to me, I've just I murdered Coach Snyder, um, I would we'd be like, okay, I'm going to leave now. <laughs> Get out. Not and even from finger her perspective, bang me, like, <laughs> if I was hurt and I went in after a guy I liked, it was like, oh. And he said, oh, the de- like, if I genuinely believed in the demon and thought he had powers, and he was like, the demons made me murder that guy. If I genuinely believed him, I feel like my reaction would be like, oh, fuck, what are we going to do to make sure he doesn't take over your body again? It wouldn't be like, yeah. all right, what well, I'll go with my tits. <laughs> and she, starts, she comes on him. She goes and kisses him, but it's the weirdest kiss. It's so like he doesn't know. I feel like she's assaulting him. He doesn't really know. He doesn't really want to be there. His mind's elsewhere. Obviously, he's got Freddy on his mind and Grady on and his Grady. mind. And <laughs> next, it cuts to them on the floor, and he's like, "Yeah, having Not a really owner, He's just kind no. of like nuzzling him between her boobs. <laughs> It's the weirdest sex scene. It's not actually even sexy at all, but she's into it. And then what happens is oh my god, Freddy's I mean, I tongue I totally comes forget, out. Yeah, I forgot. But it's not even Freddy's tongue. It's like a good like <laughs> seventy like centimeter long her. tongue. His body's like fuck this. You don't like pussy, think of Grady. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's vomiting up his own tongue because he's so disgusted yeah. with what he's doing. He's what he's doing because he he's he's not into that. And, so um, then he's like, ah, me and my 70 centimetre tongue have to go to Grady's and he runs. Yeah, but how did he get into Grady's? That's what I want to know. Yeah, Grady's Grady also bed. wanted to know that. Yeah, Grady's. I like, like that that fuck? was actually a plot point in the film. It's just like, <laughs> how the fuck are you in my room? But also Grady's like clearly like, just in his pants. And what he's not in pants though. He's in those like um, blue <laughs> shorts that I've, the only people I've ever seen wear them is when I went to Garland's in Ibiza is what the go-go boys wear they're really? those <laughs> tiny little butt shorts that your arse hangs out the bottom of but did you also notice that he was, his duvet cover was made out of what looked like rubber yes 
I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> so he arrives at Grady's and Grady's like, yeah, and he's how got the fuck did you get in a room? poster of Lamal on his wall as well. And his rubber bed. <laughs> and his go-go dancer booty shorts. <laughs> Confusing. <laughs> then it cuts back to the party and <laughs> I, I like that I just keep her back. I'm going to call her Deck Fiend because that's <laughs> more like a name. So Deck Fiend's sitting by the pool and Meryl Cheap comes and sits next to her and she's basically like, why, why are you not getting your pussy? Like, <laughs> full on fucking eating hen. And she's like, oh, I really wanted to get my pussy full on fucking eating. And we know but it's serious, left. Mark. We know it's serious because, like, Deck Fiend loves the dick and a man literally comes up to her and puts his hand on her leg as if they come eat my dick and she's like no go away i've got to talk to her <laughs> <laughs> she does basically say like the girl um metal cheeks like you should like why are you not talking to him and she is like oh basically like i'm not interested in getting any more dick until you've had some dick which is bold considering how much she loves dick yeah and then she's like oh i just need to accept it's over and then basically <laughs> the mad dick fiend's like no, I'll go after him. Doesn't matter who he's killed. Doesn't matter that he's ran away yeah, from your tits to try and fuck a guy. Go, go get him. And then he's in this guy who's in Grady's room and Grady's like, seriously, what the fuck do you want? Why are you here? And he's like, I really need you, man. Um, I need you to watch me sleep while my shirt's open. <laughs> I was like, David, see if you're mate, Richie. I mean, or even you, like, see if someone... Like one of your friends, I don't know, name one of your friends who's straight. How dare you? You know, I hate straight people. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> okay. Who you think is straight comes in, or maybe he doesn't think he's straight because I don't know. But if one of your friends came in. Yeah, it would only really I, work if I was bursting into one of my straight friends. Yeah. Room. Let's face facts. Grady's, yeah, it would be you. Grady's <laughs> sexuality is debatable. Yeah. Jesse is quite clearly gay. Yeah, and he's like, I'd be like oh. if a like a bell came into like, and he's like, what him and his wife's room to sort something, and I was just standing there sweating, and was like, you need to watch me sleep. I think he'd be like, and don't let me, and no matter what I do, don't let me leave your room. What? <laughs> or I'll kill my sister. <laughs> cool. Extreme. And then he doesn't. Well, obviously he thinks he's not off his nut because he doesn't watch him. He just it's again with the weird sexualization of it. So he thinks he's off his nut. He's not really watching properly. He's watching TV. Did you think yeah. he's going to put porn on? I don't know. Because I did, and I don't know why. I was just like, he's clearly going to put porn on. That's well, weird. He does, then he did it, and I was like, I'm I weird. He sleeps under a rubber duvet. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. I was like, he's put on Google shorts and got under a rubber duvet. Clearly, he was about to do something kinky. Yeah, and he's got a big poster of Lamal on his wall. I think he had a Tina Turner poster. I was looking at what was on his wall, thinking it's mostly men. Straight men love Tina Turner. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, even then, Tina Turner's not exactly a great, like, macho thing to have on your wall. <laughs> and then he wakes up and he goes, it's happening again. Oh, no. <laughs> he's inside. What was the line? I think no, he says this to Meryl Streep. Um, afterwards, right? We'll get we'll get to that part. It was one of my favorite lines in the whole fucking film. Um, so Grady wakes up and knew that it's really bizarre. So he wakes up and these nails start coming out of his hands. Yeah. Or knives. They look like fingernails. So I'm like, again, is this his? Is this a sexuality coming? Out? Is this like a metaphor for him coming out? Like he can't hold it in anymore. He has to come out to Grady. 
I don't know. Because he literally comes out of him. Yeah, it's, I mean, you're, uh, yeah, that, it's like he's angry with his own. And he's in his little booty shorts. And he's in his little booty shorts wrapped up in his leather duvet. And yeah, and he starts coming out. The demon starts coming out of his body. Then yeah. Freddy literally rips out of his body. Yeah, climbs out him of apart. him. I'm like, okay, well, he's ripped him apart. How the fuck does he come back from that? I or really that... was hoping that Grady would rip him apart. So, yeah. unfortunate night for Jesse. <laughs> Jesse's like, can he get out? So he's like screaming at the door in his little booty shorts and his parents. This is one of my other favourite bits in the film right. is that he's screaming dad, like, in yeah. his head or dad, dad. And his dad's trying to open the door and he's going, Grady, it's your father. Can it's you unlock the door? I'm like, <laughs> I think Grady knows that. <laughs> This is not news to Grady, who has screamed you to his room. Sorry, I forgot you were my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're my dad? You just meant somebody else. This is me. Maybe his dad thought he was in there, you know, with his boyfriend and didn't want him to feel embarrassed. And that's why he said they were clever. They must. Where else did he get in Grady's room? Because, yeah, because otherwise he wouldn't have just, he's not like, or has he got a key? Or like, there's obviously something going on there. Unless, yeah, he knocked on the door and his dad's like, oh, hello. Oh, come on in. My son's in his bed. <laughs> Just go walk in his bed. Hello, sweaty, terrified looking boy. <laughs> Off you go. And then he's like, it's your father. Don't be embarrassed. Just open the door. I understand you're gay. <laughs> you want to explore your sexuality. I did in college. <laughs> in fact, Again, yeah, it can't I be think- a massive like reveal to... Grady's parents that he's gay, given again the posters <laughs> in his room and the fact that he sleeps in go-go booty shorts <laughs> like he's fucking Beyonce in the Survivor video. He's fucking lever, baby. Right, anyway, so then Freddy basically he, he bursts out and he penetrates Grady <laughs> literally through the door. Yeah, so violently that he forms a glory hole covered in blood. Mm. But before all that, Grady said, say to like we covered that he said well wouldn't you shouldn't you be back in the pool house having her inside of you i get the entire warden of it made no sense because he says can you please watch me sleep and make sure i'm okay and grady says yeah why do you not want to be back in the pool house with her inside you why do you want to be here sleeping with me yeah that's it Uh uh-huh I think he knows fine well why he does. <laughs> it is a weird thing to do, though. I mean, I, I, if you take it from the non-gay subtext, I'm guessing that what they're trying to say is that he feels safer with a man. Wa- no, that still sounds really gay. Um, I don't know. Maybe he thinks by taking him away from the pool house and putting himself... But he's so upset when he kills him. He's so upset that he killed Grady. Do you know what I mean? He's absolutely devastated. Because he goes back to the pool house, right? Which defeats the whole fucking purpose. He's covered in blood. Yep. Oh, he gets out, he gets out the window because that's the only way he can get out. But we don't know house. that. It doesn't actually show you how he gets out. So we assume he gets out the window. But how? Because he, he his body was literally just ripped apart by Freddy. Yeah. So he, he constantly switches between Freddy coming out of him and then does he zip him, his body just zip Yeah, he's just like suddenly up? him again, but he's covered what? in blood. Right, so that wasn't Freddy coming out, that was all in his head. 
he somehow gets out of Grady's room without Grady's parents. Right, nope. okay. Yeah. So he gets back to the pool house, goes to Meryl, she, and he's literally covered in blood and she's still hot for him. Like, at that point, I'd be like, okay, this guy's a psycho. Get him the fuck out. He's ruining my house. He's flailing about, going, it's happening again. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. And this is the line. Um, He's inside of me and he's going to take me again or something like that. <laughs> And then is oh, one of the other best scenes in the he's film. Like Grady and he's covered in blood and, and he's flailing about, like destroying her house. There was a delicious looking cake on the table. Did you see that? Mm, strawberries look good. I thought <laughs> I thought that cake was there for him to fall into at some point, but it never happened. I was disappointed. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. What then she tries to winch him. Yeah, while he's he's turning back into Freddy, he doesn't want Freddy to kill her, so he throws himself through the patio doors. Then he just like (laughs) evaporates, and then, which is possibly my favourite scene in the film, four guys in very 80s clothes hunch down like hop walk (laughs) over to where his body (laughs) should have landed, and it all make really weird faces at each other for several minutes. It's the strangest thing I've ever seen in any film ever. And then we're is he, so he's Freddy Krueger, and does she say something like you need to fight him or I love you and all that, and he sort of stops for a second and, and it's that's like when he throws himself through the patio, but he literally right. like vanishes into thin air. He like yeah, he does actually. Well, he ceases to exist, <laughs> but then he's there again. He's just at a different bit of the party. Not him, Freddy, but like he's turning into Freddy. Both he yeah. and Freddy cease to exist. And he's killing people. But he doesn't kill the guy, which I liked as well. I just found it really weird. So then he turns into Freddy, he starts chasing people, and then that guy comes over and is like, hey, it's all right. You don't need to be up Yeah, that was weird. Do you want to talk about it? And Freddy doesn't kill him. He just throws him over a little table, like a wee folding table. He goes, fuck you or something and throws him. He says, fuck you. But I was thinking, right, is he seeing Jesse at that point? And they think Jesse's flipped the fuck out. This was something that confused me Freddy. all the way through the film. Are I was they like, seeing Jesse do people and they're see like, Jesse, do people see Freddy? Do some people see Jesse and some people see Freddy? Who's inside of who here? Like the, the Russian doll thing. Is that actually Freddy using their fear to get stronger and kill people outside of their dreams, which doesn't make sense in the Freddy like Panfit, like Freddy rules. And if people aren't seeing Freddy, they're seeing Jesse, then why yeah. at the end does he not go to jail? Because people have seen him exactly that crimes. They've all witnessed, if they are seeing Jesse, they've all witnessed him covered in blood, ripping people up. But even if but they're seeing Jesse, right, so from that guy's perspective that tries to calm him down, let's see he's seeing Jesse. So Jesse flies through a double patio door, <laughs> evaporates into the air, and then reappears in an entirely different part of the garden that's still fucking weird yeah. you wouldn't be like pure are you okay man why are you freaking out i'll be like oh, before that the, how did the he evaporate there's a there's a moment where the sausages start going on fire and one of the guys like like they start ba- like exploding and david went haha bangers and i'm like oh god that's really corny <laughs> and then this guy sort of throws him in the lid on 
and they all cheer him, go away. <laughs> and then the pool starts boiling. The pool boils. Yep. Freddie goes, you're all my children now. Which is a pretty badass line, I guess. It's a pretty badass line, except that, again, it doesn't really make any sense. If they're seeing Jesse not Freddie. Or even if they're seeing Freddie, I'm like, but what do you mean, Freddie? Right, it's not like you called your victims your children. So What he means by that is, right, because Freddie exists on children's fear. So by getting all these kids scared as shit, presuming they're seeing him and not Jesse, that's the way that he can get back, baby. Because if they're all scared, they know who they've seen his face. They're scared of him. They're going to have nightmares. Then he's going to be able to infiltrate their dreams and kill them that way. Which again literally kills kids outside of their dreams. Which makes it even weirder that that guy is like, you're you're okay, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, monster man. Yeah, that was a bad move. Like he actually seriously thought he could talk Freddy down. Like really. And then for some reason, Freddy just leaves. Yeah, he does. He just leaves and disappears. Like just... dis- yeah, like But he walks as though he's walking out a gate, but he's walking oh, into and- a fence <laughs> and then vanishes. Yeah. He goes away to his factory. Why he goes there, I really don't know. Like, what? And then Meryl Cheap. I was going to say, then Meryl Cheap, I also enjoyed that bit of acting. Like, kind of makes as if it's like an 80s kids film where it's like the spy girl is going to solve the mystery where she kind of makes like a little sort of winky eye strange (laughs) face and then starts sneaking slowly off backwards. (laughs) And her mum and dad are like, where's she gone? Like, her mum and dad are like, Fucking hell, I'm never letting these kids have a party ever again. <laughs> Look at the state of the place. Summoning demons and all sorts of shit. <laughs> There's dead kids everywhere. <laughs> hey, at least my lovely cake didn't get destroyed. <laughs> Fucking up the house. And they didn't think to call the police again. Like, nobody's called the police in any... The only time the police showed up is when they brought Jesse back naked to his parents' house. Yes. And didn't connect it to the murder that he clearly committed. I just remember there was a scene way back where he was in the classroom and there's a snake that reigns itself. Oh, it was so weird, right? I'm backtracking. So he's he's not had much sleep. He's sleeping in the classroom and there's a weird teacher. Now, what do you think of this teacher, the biology teacher? Because again, like you mentioned lynching moments. He seems like a fucking weird lynch character. Yeah. Like, like, again, his whole delivery of everything that was going on was very strange. Yeah, but then he goes, and then this, there's this, and he, sla- he slaps a big slab of meat on the 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 desk and says, and we went, oh, it's a liver. And he goes, no, it's the heart. And we're like, that's not a fucking heart. What kind of teacher are you? What animal is that from? And also when, what? which I'm confused, <laughs> McGrady gets up from the front of the classroom, puts a snake. Yeah. <laughs> On Jesse without the teacher noticing, and then Jesse freaks out that there's a snake on him, and then the teacher lifts the snake off of him and is like, "If you wanna go play with play animals, animals, go, go to, to the zoo." The zoo, which is also <laughs> weird because it's like that's not that's, how it's like. That is where you would play with animals anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> and you don't even know the difference between a liver and a heart, you fuck. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that 
all hearts kind of look like hearts. I don't think because it's from a different animal that it, it looks like a liver. I think he just does not know does not know what he's talking about and should be struck off. <laughs> in fact, that whole school, like I'm, I'm presuming the teachers in there don't have a fucking clue. Because yeah, again, be they're not noticing it. that their pupils are being abused by the S and M coach. <laughs> biology guy that doesn't know the difference between just a slapping and random things down and presenting made up lessons <laughs> right let's get forward to the, the weird bit at the end yeah so Meryl's oh mm. actually I love this bit as well oh, okay. Meryl's stuck away from the party see when she arrives at the warehouse and there's those weird like oh the dog things trailer, what was the melted, point in that though melted doll face creatures they were just basically Dobermans with plastic dolls heads on her feet instead of dog dog faces or snouts. I thought they were great. Really? Like, this is a good bit of horror. <laughs> I'm sure I'm a big fan. They were just I they were just so weird. I just thought, why not just have normal dogs? Really no, I liked that it was those weird like. Oh, yeah, okay. I was like, yeah, they're fucked up. Like, what's that all about? Yeah, but he didn't even do anything. They didn't try and attack her. No, but then think... moon, nothing happened with them. But I mean, visually, oh, they were good. Freddy bit her ankle as well. Um. And then she thought there was ants on it. So he was fucking with her head. So she gets to the the factory and um, she keeps realising that she thinks she's fallen through one of the grates. And then next thing she's on her later arse. And um, she's too reasonable for Freddy, I guess. <laughs> she can't. I don't know. Yes, I think she'll do anything for that help. guy's dick. Yeah. <laughs> but I would have left it. She should have got her dick on refriend with her, though. It is weird that she went to battle a demon <laughs> on her own. Or friend would just to try to shag Freddy, to be She's fair. She's seriously desperate for a boyfriend, I'm just saying. Not even a, like a straight one. <laughs> she doesn't mind if you're gay and possessed by a demon and a mass murderer. She'll still fuck well, Um. So yeah, so she carries on and then Freddy's there. I don't know what he says. Oh, he's he's dead or something. You can't kill me or you kill him. She's like, I'm not scared of you. Yeah, you are. And I then she kills Freddy by getting off with him. Yeah, the heterosexual kiss basically kills all any gay thoughts that Freddy might have or Jesse might have. Yeah, and then Jesse pulls his way out from inside Freddy. <laughs> no, he as soon as she, after she kisses him. It gets all hot, and for some reason there's a fire that starts and melts Freddy. Oh yeah, doesn't it? I don't know why I said oh yeah, like that makes sense. That so he's all melted and that, and she's just watching. And then Jesse, he's still got kind of a long fucked up arm, but he just sort of pulls away the the flesh of Freddy and he's underneath it, and she still wants to shag him after that. I'm like, really? <laughs> And and you think that's the end And then they get on the school bus And (laughs) And again there's apparently No issue that he's murdered lots of people And then again The bandages Dick hungry mad woman is She's just hanging behind them Just Mm. hanging As though though she doesn't Know they're filming or that she's a human (laughs) And then What does she say oh yeah she does she gets she's on the bus and she says something i honestly can't remember what she said i'm just gonna imagine she says like i hope i get oh. eight to a dong at school today 
She's like, I hope I get 800 dong of school, of school at school today. And then Freddie's hand burst through her chest. That's it. It was a, it was a really quick cut to her, his hand bursting through her chest. <laughs> and then off they go again. And so like she did all of that for nothing. It her, I'm assuming the old eye. Or is that a dream again? I don't know. Yeah, again, is that real like, or what? Is that the Dick Fiend's dream? Is it Jesse's dream? Is it for real? Meryl's dream? Is it actually happening? No, because he keeps saying he's going too fast. He's going too fast, and she's like, "No, he's not." And he slows down and lets someone on, and then she says something. The Dick Fiend, the hand goes through her chest, and then off they go into the desert again. And I see it. Freddie laughs. Oh, that reminds me. There was a scene. Was it not after where he kills Grady? Freddy's in the mirror just laughing his ass off. Yeah, like, like absolutely so got himself and doing absolute, a weird wee dance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I thought it was absolutely hilarious this film. It was actually really I thought it was really good. It was shit, but it was good. Yes. There wasn't I agree, a lot of I agree wholeheartedly that it was both shit and good. And then it ends with the the song, have you ever seen a dream walking? I do. Well, who sings that? I thought that was a brilliant song. I don't have know who sings you... it, but it was, a, it was a good way to close off. Hold on, I'm going to Google. I'm Googling it right now. Dream walking. Here we go. That's Bing Crosby. Oh. And the weird link about Bing Crosby is, which I didn't know until I listened to a podcast recently um, about Friday the 13th again, because I've watched them all. The first Friday the 13th film, one of the characters called, I think he's called Ned, maybe not, is played by one of Bing Crosby's sons. <laughs> so there's a wee link. That's... And in one of the Friday the 13th films, I think, after, I think Jason goes to hell, he, after he goes underground, dragged to hell, Freddy's glove comes up and pulls his mask down. He's like, ha, ha, ha. because Paramount used to own the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. Then when they didn't make enough money, they sold it to New Line, which is Freddy's domain. So that was them sort of saying, "Oh look, Freddy, they're trying to set up a Freddy versus Jason thing, but it never quite happened. So they had to do like a Jason versus Carrie from Stephen King in the film." Which is also funny. <laughs> Jason versus Carrie. Yeah, it's not, but she's not Carrie, but she basically is. So there's a girl in it called Nancy, which again is a throwback to Nightmare on Elm Street because the girl's name was Nancy. Yeah. Who he killed, uh, or he did. He didn't kill her. So this girl is like a telekinesis. Is, uh, right, I know we're switching here. Right, we're talking about Friday the 13th, but it is funny. So it, it's it's Jason. I think it's Jason Goes Tell, yeah. So he she's on this. It starts off and they're in Crystal Lake and here's a, a couple fighting, like parents having a fight. And this wee girl who looks like the wee girl from Poltergeist, she runs across this pier, jumps in a boat, and then her dad chases her and goes, don't go, we're just having a little fight, it's fine. She's like, I hate you, daddy, I hate you, I want you to die. <laughs> when she says that, the whole pier starts shaking and her dad falls 
from the pier because it disintegrates into the water and basically dies and then she's upset about it and it's like but you that's what you wanted <laughs> she's like daddy no <laughs> you fucking did it <laughs> so then she grows up and becomes like basically like the superpower because it, 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 I, I mean you could watch that film and we could talk about it it's like she's got this her mum has the most horrendous 80s mullet I've ever seen. And uh, she's got like this professor guy, this mental, he's supposed to be like her therapist, but he's actually a creep who's trying to use her powers or get, make her deliberately upset so that she'll use her powers or something. I don't know. But anyway, she ends up using her powers against Jason. So it's kind like of like I would watch that based on that weird description. Yeah, I would reckon. Like I certainly don't regret watching Nightmare on Elm Street too. It's weird that I somehow managed to watch most of them and missed that one. It was weirdly entertaining. Yeah, it's I also do weird like. That again, Freddy I'm, didn't really kill that many people in it. He doesn't, no. And he did spare a lot of people, but I'm assuming when he said you're all my children now that he's got them because they're scared of him and he needs their fear to be powerful so you can gain access to their dreams i don't know i don't really make sense because the first one he can he's a dream demon he's literally a dream demon they've changed it up and now he's possessing boys and getting inside them and all that getting inside them (laughs) getting inside that boy's hole Basically, it's like Dayman, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I do think I don't think I've seen any horror films like it where this the final girl's the final boy and yeah. Yeah, it's undeniably quite different from any horror Very films I've seen before. Yeah, definitely, because most of the time it's all women that are basically the ones that are stalked, not the boy. Yeah. So in that respect, it's very interesting. I think everyone should watch it. I've not Indeed. seen all the Freddy films. I've only seen the first one, the second one. One after that, I think, Dream Warriors with Patricia Arquette, where she gets killed by a television. Um, oh, is that the one where he... There's a bit where I can't watch it. It's horrible, where this guy gets basically used like a puppet. And he pulls all his tendons oh, out. Oh, yeah. But I don't know whether that was a dream warrior or so, but then there's one, there's ones after that, like the dream child. I've not seen that. I think he tries to possess a baby, which I think was what they originally wanted to do with Freddy's, Freddy 2. I like the idea of that pitch meeting they originally wanted to do a baby, and then people were like, it's just better than a baby, a closet homosexual. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, I I think I like the fact that at the end of the film he doesn't have the happy ending. I mean, he's still not got rid of his homosexuality, his gay thoughts or whatever, if you want to call it that, if you're going to look at it symbolically, because he does still get taken away in the bus by Freddy. You know, it doesn't really work out. What do you think? Again, my, so, my view of the film was that he's clearly in the closet, but that's an entirely separate issue from Freddy. Uh, again, I did also read his gay. Maybe that is it at the end. Freddy's like, 
Freddy's like a fairy godmother for the gays. He's like, if you can't accept yourself, I'm going to kill you on a bus. <laughs> yeah. For fuck's sake, I'm trying to get you to admit who you really are. And you still won't. And that girl is no good for you because she's clearly psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> and will bang guys that are on death row. <laughs> I also tell them that they're not actually... They'd be like, I've killed 75 women. And she'd be like, you're not. You're just psychic. Yeah. <laughs> Why was she insisting <laughs> that you were psychic? Yeah, I would stay well away from him. I mean, he would have been better off with Grady. I'm just saying. Um, I was quite sad when he killed Grady. Yeah, yeah I was as well. He was they were really into each other and now he's dead. He was the only one that I thought, oh, that's a shame that he's dead. But Schneider, nah, don't really care about him. Um, they'll probably just replace him with another pedo or something. So that school needs to be looked into by whatever yeah, the American equivalent of off James. There's a lot of issues going on there. <laughs> In terms of like myths and stuff, I guess the only thing we could really think of is like before, which we've touched on to do with Freddy Krueger, is that it was based on these Korean people who were dying in their sleep, or were they Cambodian? I don't know. Yeah, I feel like that was more Nightmare on Elm Street 1. That was the thing that confused me about it, is I was like, Freddy's not really the same kind of monster. I feel no, like he's not. the ghost. But again, they didn't want to replace... They, I think they did want to change it all up completely when they took over, like when a new director came in. And it's like Wes Craven hates the movie as well, because obviously it shat all over everything that he's like, built up in the first one about who Freddy was supposed to be. He's a dream demon. Like, he, he doesn't kill kids outside of dreams, and he does clearly do that in a confusing way at the pool party, where we don't know whether it is him or Jesse doing it. Is Freddy even in this film, or is it all in Jesse's head? Yeah, You're maybe it's like a standalone film, and actually Jesse <laughs> is just mental. Yeah. <laughs> and there was no Freddy at all. confused, closeted boy who, yeah... His and the heat's got to him, so he's exploded like his birds. <laughs> I mean, I know what it's like. I can relate. When they were all in that house and it's roasting, I wake up fucking sweating in the night, can't sleep. I like fucking kill someone too. <laughs> Want to kill a pedophile? And you know, if you're gonna kill someone, mm. then a pedophile's a fine person to kill. But just go to greenhouse. There's loads of pedos there. That's where they put them all. Believe me, <laughs> I grew up with it. Anywho, what's going to be for next week? Um, we've still got between 1 and 20 because I just keep um, slotting the new one in. I'm going to choose 1, 2, Freddy's coming for you, 5, 6, get your crucifix, 7, 8, Freddy's at the gate, okay. 9, 10, never sleep again. So let's go for 10. Uh. Ten is Greek Gods Part Two. Did we do a Greek Gods Part One? Uh, I think the only one we covered was how much of an arsehole Zeus was. Yeah, we've done Zeus before. I don't remember doing any of the Greek Gods, but I've got Greek Gods Part Two on my list, so apparently that's what we're doing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Greek Gods. Um, also quite an openly gay society. More for boys, actually, not really gay. More pedos. Yeah. <laughs> Greek man boy love. We're not doing that. We're doing 
Yeah, let's not do geek well, I mean, Zeus was all about raping women um, as an animal, so I mean, the geek gods were pretty fucked up. Isn't Russell Crowe playing Zeus in the recent um, four movie? Yes, I think seen? Yes. Apparently, he's got big sausage fingers in it. Creepy sausage fingers. Like as a special effect, or no, because Russell Crowe's Crow quite fat now, he's got big chubby sausage, chubby wee stumpy sausage fingers. <laughs> Great big chubby you know sausage fingers. Yeah, that's my movie quote <laughs> on the poster. Before <laughs> Love and Thunder, it's got Russell Crowe and his big sausage bungee. I think the quote should just be the only quote on the poster. Great big chubby wee sausage fingers. <laughs> <laughs> it's all I could see. <laughs> <laughs> and all I've ever seen since. <laughs> oh, what we did in the shadows is back on. I'm so happy about that. Oh, that I didn't know it was back on. Yeah, so you've got like three, four, ep- three episodes to watch. It's Lovely. great. Little Colin Robinson. <laughs> and Nadja's done something that I've always wanted to do and open up a vampire nightclub, which Ooh. I never did. <laughs> Maybe one day. Okay, so, well, thanks very much. Go watch Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. I don't really know what kind of revenge he actually got. Do you? No, true. Who was he taking revenge on? Um, I don't know. Because, again, the only people he killed were (laughs) Grady and the PE teacher. I'm assuming the revenge was the PE teacher because of how he treated his puppet boy, (laughs) Jesse. That's the only death. That's obviously what the revenge is. That's the only death that I thought, oh, oh, Freddy's basically defending him because he deserved that i think <laughs> i mean yeah i think that was also a weird thing about it he only killed two people in the entire film and one of them deserved to be killed most of who he killed were men as well he didn't really kill ladies so yeah anyway thanks for listening thank you bye, bye. get your fedoras out